love the Lord today. We're so blessed to be here, and I'm, I'm, I'm excited. It's been a long time since I got to teach. Amen. I'm, most of the time, it's, a, it's preaching, and so I'm, I'm excited today. But, amen, they're going to sing for you this morning. Amen. Worship with them as they get us, get our mind on worship. This is where we get to give to God, and the Word is where He gives back to us. Amen. So let's worship the Lord for a song today. could ever come close no thing can compare you're our living hope your presence Lord I've tasted and seen of the sweetest of loves where my heart becomes free and my shame is undone your presence of 
Hallelujah. In the presence of the Lord, there is fullness of joy. And at his right hand, there are pleasures forevermore. Praise God. Praise God. What an awesome God we serve today. And if you have your Bibles, amen, turn with me to Genesis chapter 1, verse 1. Talk today for just a few moments. Amen. The Bible just simply says, In the beginning, God. And you can stop right there and not have to preach anything else. In the beginning, God. Say, so, Well, I'm, I'm past the beginning, I'm in the middle. Well, that's good. The same God that was in the beginning is in the middle. And He closed it out. And so you're going to make it. Amen. Just let me, let me read Revelations chapter 1 verse 8. said, I am the Alpha and the Omega. The beginning and the ending. Saith the Lord, which is, which was, and which is to come, the Almighty. Amen. If the Lord will help me, I want to talk to you today about the God of the right now. The God of the right now. God, I pray you would anoint. Me, God, to speak your word. Your word is already anointed. And I pray, Lord, that we would hear what you want us to hear today. Speak to someone in this class, God. That they would hear and receive the word of God. And Jesus, we are grateful to give you the praise. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen. You may be seated today. I find it very easy and, and, and most apostolics do find it very easy to preach about the beginning or the ending of the word of God. Amen. It is, it is easy. I love beginnings. I love to preach about beginnings, new beginnings. I love to see people have a fresh start. Amen. Beginnings are easy to teach about, preach about. Amen. And we can preach on how God hung the stars. And, 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 and I, I touched on that last night. How he spoke things into existence. How, they became, how, how he could speak and something became of nothing. Amen. How he came down and he formed man out of the dust of the earth. It's exciting to preach about the beginning. Amen. It's exciting because that same creative word that was in the beginning is alive in our life today. God still has the power to speak creative into your life. Amen. When he speaks creation and things happen. Amen. But we have a, a tendency to jump from the beginning all the way back to Revelations. Amen. And we talk about how God is coming back and he is coming back. As a matter of fact, we are closer right now to the return of the Lord than we've ever been. Amen. If you don't have an awareness of that, then you, you need to spiritually wake up. Because God is about to come back for his people. Amen. We are living, I believe without a doubt, we are living in the rapture generation. Amen. I, I know I've heard, I'll be 45 this year and I've heard it my entire life. But I believe it now more than ever. Jesus is about to come back. Amen. Amen. It's time to make ourselves ready. Amen. And I believe that. We, we show him uh, coming back with his power and his vengeance on the enemy. 
Amen. The angels of the Lord and their power and authority in the book of Revelations. We, we preach about Jesus riding a white horse and, and we get a picture of a new Jerusalem. Amen. And in the beginning and in the end, God is totally awesome. Amen. It is awesome how he started this thing and it's going to be awesome how he finishes this thing. Amen. Amen. It's something to shout about. It's something to get excited about. Amen. But I can tell you by experience, amen, I can shout about the beginning and I can shout about the ending, but sometimes I get bogged down in the middle. Amen. Sometimes it gets a little heavy in the middle. Amen. And, and, and I get bogged down between the beginning of God's blessing and the fulfillment of God's blessing. And so we got to understand that, that Jesus, the Bible said, is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Amen. And I believe that. I believe that. I don't know if I ever remember my mom uh, testifying when I was growing up. Now, we used to have testimony service. Amen. Until it became testagroni service, and then we had to change things, you know, till, until it was uh, no longer giving God glory. Amen. But but we, I remember mom testifying. She would always say, I'm thankful that he's the same yesterday, today, and forever. Amen. And before she sat down, she'd say, saints of God, he's real, he's right, and he's wonderful. Amen. I still believe he's real. I still believe he's right. And I know he's wonderful. Amen. Amen. And, 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 and I believe that. We believe God did miracles. I have no trouble believing every miracle recorded in this book. I don't struggle at all believing the miracles recorded in this book. We believe that. Amen. We, I believe without a doubt that he fed 5,000 men alone besides women and children with two fish and five loaves of bread. Amen. And the beauty of it is when the story ended, when, apparent, when the miracle ended, there was more fragments left than what they started with. Amen. So God's always going to leave you with more than he found you with. He's always going to leave you with, oh, hallelujah. He doesn't come to take away from you. He comes to leave you blessed beyond where he found you. Amen, amen. And so I believe that. I believe without a doubt that when Bartimaeus asked for mercy, that God not only gave him mercy, but God gave him a healing. Amen. If Bartimaeus would have said, Jesus, thou son of David, heal my eyes, Jesus might have kept on walking. But when Bartimaeus, mercy has nothing to do with healing. Mercy has nothing that mercy has everything to do with salvation. And when Bartimaeus cried for salvation before he cried for healing, the Bible said Jesus stopped. He just, whoa, wait a minute. This man is not worried about what he can get from me. This man wants to be right and ready for me. Oh, hallelujah. You want to know how to have all of these things, healing and all of those things added unto you? Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And healing will be added unto you. Provision will be added unto you. Amen. And so when he sought that, I have, man, I love to preach about Bartimaeus. Amen. Because when Jesus told him to come, the Bible said that Bartimaeus rising up, taking off his garment, he cast away his garment. Why would that be so, uh, what is the, the, why would he take his, his jacket off before he went to Jesus? Because every jacket, every cloak in that day was different. And so you were identified by your cloak, by your cloak, by your garment. Amen. And so if he kept on that garment, he was saying, I will forever 
be known as blind Bartimaeus. But before I go to Jesus and get my healing, I want to take off the identity of a blind man and I'm going to put on the identity of somebody that's been healed. Can I tell you, it would do us some good to take off our garment of yesterday and clothe ourselves in righteousness and say, my God is a healer. My God is a way maker. Amen. 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 I believe it. I have no problem believing he's the same yesterday. And I have no problem believing he's the same forever. But sometimes when I'm in the battle, I have trouble believing he's the same today. Amen. But can I tell you, those scripture says, he's the same yesterday, today, and forever. Revelations records it in a different order. He said, I am he which was, or which is, rather, and which was, and which is to come. Jesus is telling us by this writing, he's wanting us to understand, not only am I the God of your yesterday, and I'll be the God of your tomorrow, but I want you to know that I am he which is right now. I am the one that's the God right now. Can I tell you, if he's ever done a miracle for you, he'll still do miracles. If he's ever healed your body, he can heal you today. If he's ever made a way for you, he can make a way today. That's the I don't serve a God that was only good in my past and is only going to be good in my future. But I serve a God that's a way maker right now. I serve a God that's a provider right now. A God that can do miracles today. The God of the right now. Hey Amen. I got to slow down. I'm supposed to be teaching. Y'all got, there's a preaching spirit in here. Amen. But God, if we really believe in that, amen, none of us have trouble believing that God turned water into wine. We don't have any trouble at the beginning of his earthly miracles. When he told his mama, don't, don't get me started, woman. It ain't my time yet. Don't, don't, be, don't be messing with me. Amen. She just said, you know what? There's something that that mama knew because when Jesus said, it's not my time yet, she looked at the servants and said, just do whatever he tells you to do. You just do it because his time is, a, the fullness of his time is about to unfold. Amen. And that was the beginning of the miracles that Jesus I have no trouble believing that. And I'm going to tell you now, I have no issue. I see way too much Bible prophecy being fulfilled in the year 2023. I see so much more than we've ever seen. Amen. Jerusalem right now has a man that they believe is the Messiah that is performing miracles. Can I tell you that who the Jews accept as the Messiah, we will know as the Antichrist. Amen. And we better wake up and realize that if the Jews believe that their Messiah has came, then the Antichrist is alive and among us. We are at the threshold and the prefaces of the coming of the Lord. I have no, I'm not worried about it. Somebody said, well, don't scare us. Don't preach fear. There's nothing to be afraid of. If your soul is ready, there's nothing to be afraid of. If you're right with the Lord, it's going to be that great getting up morning. It's going to be that great getting up morning. Oh, I get excited because I know he's coming back just like he said oh hallelujah oh hallelujah 
Amen. So if I believe, if I've got faith in past miracles and I got faith in the future miracle of his return, I need to let my faith from yesterday unite with my faith from tomorrow and meet me right here in today. I got news for you. Yesterday's history, tomorrow's a mystery. Today is a gift from God. That's why they call it the present. There's no greater time for you to be healed than today. There's no greater time for you to get a miracle than today. There's no greater time for us to have revival than today hallelujah hallelujah so it's easy to believe he's the same yesterday today yesterday and forever amen but I must have faith in him today Amen. My victories from yesterday need to unify with my faith in the future. Amen. Can I tell you, God did not bring us to the middle to desert us. He did not get us to where we're at to forget about us. Praise God. I've got to believe in God. God didn't show up in the beginning to just disappear. And come back in the end. Matter of fact, the Bible said he is the author and the finisher of our faith. Now listen, I've read a lot of books. Me and my wife love to read. Matter of fact, I got probably more books than I'll ever get around to reading. Amen. I, I believe that that wisdom comes through reading. And amen, studying. And, and I love to read. Amen. But can I tell you, I've never read one book where the author started it. He let somebody else write the middle and he finished the end. Every book I've got in my library is started by one author it is wrote in the middle by one author and it is finished by one author God did not start your story to let the devil mess the middle up God did oh somebody ought to praise him right now I know it's class but I feel the Holy Ghost telling somebody that God is not going to let the devil mess the middle up for you he's not going to let you fail in the middle he's got his hand on you praise God praise God hallelujah hallelujah Amen. I want to hear the voice of God. Amen. I want to be in tune to the voice of God. Amen. Sometimes God speaks in an audible voice. Amen. I was driving down the road a few weeks ago by myself, and I was figuring life out without God. I was knowing if I could do this, and I could make this work, and that would happen. And, 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 and I was trying to just figure life out without God. Amen. And, and, and we, was, we had relocated, and we, we was on a short-term lease, and we really didn't know what was going to happen. We didn't know if at the end of that we was just going be like okay you got nowhere to go amen and I'm driving down the road and I'm telling God how everything needs to work out amen and in my car by myself I hear an audible voice scream at me you need to stop it I'm like okay did my dad come back I mean, and I hear it again you need to stop it and I just start talking to God like I'm talking to you I said I need to stop what he said you need to stop trying to do my job He said, because while you're trying to figure it out, I've already got the plan laid. I've already got the foundation laid. Can I tell somebody I want to always hear the audible voice of God? And when I surrendered to God that day and said, okay, it's in your hands. I got home about two days later and Sister Weir said, hey, we need to go look. I believe God's made a way for us and God provided a permanent place for us to live. Can I tell you, when we get out of the way, God will always do his job. God will always, I don't care what you're going through. He's the God of your right now. 
<laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. We got to hear his voice. I want to hear God's voice. The Bible said in the beginning, God, this is the Yava. This is the beginning. This is the, the very first of the alphabet. Amen. I was, I was reading a few, few days ago and, amen, wanting to hear the voice. And, 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 you know, sometimes we hear God speak and we discount it. Amen. Sometimes God will have somebody say something to you. And because they don't look like God. Amen. You'll just, well, that wasn't God. I'll go on and do my way. Elder, Elder Purdue was sharing with me last night. That he was a young man. He said, said he wasn't even serving the Lord. And God told him, if you go to this place tonight, you're going to have a wreck. And he said, man, I was nervous. He said, I, but he said, I wanted to go real bad. So he said, I went. And he said, sure enough, before I got home, I, somebody hit me and totaled my car. Amen. Because sometimes we talk ourselves out of what God's saying to us. Can I tell you, sometimes God might just have a brother or sister walk over and say exactly what he's needing to speak to you. But we got to learn to have confidence in each other. We got to learn to trust the family of God. Amen. Something happened when the church stopped trusting each other. Man, something changed. The Bible says, amen, biblical trust says confess your faults one to another. Not to him, but to one to another. And then he is faithful and just to forgive you. Man, we got to learn to trust each other because God might be using the most unlikely place to speak to you. Amen. I was reading a blog a few weeks ago and said there was two ghosts in the third story of a house and they heard noise downstairs. And one of them said, I'll go down there and check it out. And he went down the stairs and he come running back upstairs. He was white as a ghost, no pun intended. And man, his knees are knocking. And the other ghost said, what's the matter with you? And he said, do you believe in humans? Can I tell you, though, it's funny. We got to learn to believe in God's creation again. Oh, hallelujah. Praise God. We got to learn to believe it. You know what? You know where it starts on how to believe in people? We got to learn to start believing in ourselves again. We got to learn to start believing I am a child of the king. That makes me, the Bible said, I have royal blood. I am a part of a chosen generation. When the enemy tries to attack me, you need to remind the enemy, I'm a part of the royal bloodline. There's something about royalty. I was reading in the transition of the royal family. And, and man, I didn't follow, the, some of y'all followed the romance of the royal family. I, didn't, I, I was reading in the transition when the queen died and Prince Charles was getting ready to be placed in as the king and all of the different stipulations. Amen. He was not allowed to sit down any longer with commoners. He was not, uh, commoners could not come near him. There was, there was like five or six pages of things that suddenly he had to adhere to in order to take the throne. Can I tell you that the enemy is nothing more than a common pest? He is a homeless person that just wants to pester you. He, do, he doesn't have a home. He was cast down. Amen. And hell was not designed for you. Hell was designed for him. He's not there yet. But when he gets there, he's going to burn forever in a bottomless pit. And I refuse to go with him. I refuse... 
Oh, hallelujah. So what I got to remind myself is I'm royalty. And so the past of the commoner cannot touch royalty. You are God's child. You are the king's children. His hand is upon your life. His anointing is upon your life. Hell cannot touch you. When you are buried with him in baptism, you become blood covered. And there is a lot of things that hell can penetrate. But hell does not have one weapon that can penetrate the blood of Jesus. And when you are baptized in his name, that is where the blood is applied to your life. Oh, hallelujah. And the blood washes me white as snow. What can make me whole again? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. He's right now, God. Amen. We got to serve notice on the devil. Amen. We got to serve notice. I'm not getting stuck in the middle of my situation. I'm going through. David said, yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death. He said, God didn't forget about me in the middle. He didn't leave me in the middle. Amen. We got to stop telling Jesus how bad our situation is and start telling our situation how bad our Jesus is. Debt, meet the banker. Sickness, meet the healer. Depression, meet the doctor. Divorce, meet the counselor. You think you're big and bad devil? You ain't seen my daddy. Woo! Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The Yahweh, the Yahweh. He is the God of the Old Testament. And He is the God of the New Testament. Then we have the 400 silent years stuck in the middle. What happened in those so-called 400 years? The Bible said that when He, the fullness of time had come, that God sent forth His Son, born of a woman. In other words, the time of our Lord's birth was God's appointed hour. Amen. The moment for which the world world in which God had long been preparing for and some things took place in those silent years amen there was preparation that took place for the revelation of Jehovah of the old concealed Jesus of the new revealed there was so much preparation that took place can I tell you that sometimes in the middle it feels like God is silent and he is so far away from hearing our prayer or knowing what we're even feeling but God is preparing you for your fullness of time and when it comes you are going to come forth as gold tried in the fire you're going to come forth with great victory with great anointing don't quit in the silent hour don't quit in the silent moments God is working something in those hours for your good oh hallelujah fullness of time. Yahweh and Yahweh are the first letters of the Hebrew alphabet. Amen. Indicating that God is the first and the last. In Revelations, Jesus, the Bible tells us Yahshua in the Hebrew says in Revelations that he is the beginning and the ending. 
This means that Jesus and God are one in the same. Revelations 1 and 8, Jesus says that he is the almighty. The Hebrew translation for almighty is the absolute, the universal, the omnipotent God, which is, which was, and which is to come. You see, Jesus is telling us that I, I, before you worry about what I was or what I'm going to be, you need to just know what I is. I'm right now God. I'm right now healer. I'm a right now deliverer. Amen. This almighty came. The almighty. He looked, many people did not receive him because he did not look high and mighty. He just looked like the, the guy next door. He looked just as human as you and I because it was the dual nature of God. He was 100% God and 100% flesh. Oh, hallelujah. Amen. The Almighty did not come and act high and mighty. He, the Holy One, did not act holier than thou. The one who created the stars did not walk around with his head stuck in them. Uh, he could have been a show off. Amen. And I know what you're thinking. Say, where, where, how could he have done that? Let me show you Jesus right now. Jesus' purpose was not to show off, but to show up. Because when Jesus shows up, hell begins to tremble. Oh, he doesn't have to show off to prove he's God. When he shows up and speaks the word, amen, miracles happen. Jesus said, you know what? I'm going to set my camp up among my people for a little while. Amen. And he came to do what we could not do. He came to reestablish a right relationship between God and man. Uh, the Bible says in Ephesians that we were without Christ, aliens from the commonwealth of Israel, strangers of the covenant of promise, having no hope and without God in the world. Jesus came. Do what we could not do. Oh God. Jesus came. He was the beginning and the end. The Yahweh. But we needed him here on earth. In the middle of our life. So Yahweh took off his crown. Laid aside his royal diadem. Took off his robe of royalty. And left his throne on a gold street. And he became flesh. So that we could become spirit. He became like us. So that we could become like him. Ah, say why did he come as a flesh why did he have to robe himself as a man because he said I'm going to become like them so I can take them to become like me and it was the reunification of our faith when God said let me reunite man with the spirit Jesus oh God explained it in the book of Revelations 1 and 8 he said I am he which is now which was in the beginning and which is to come the end the almighty the absolute he overcame the middle part for you and I amen and the fact that he overcame tells me I can overcome he came as a man to set an example that you and I in our flesh can overcome this world. 
where's the proof? I'm so glad you ask. These things I have spoken unto you that you might have peace. In the world you shall have tribulation, but be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. He came to build a bridge for you and I that we can overcome the world. Oh, can you love him right now? When depression comes, be of good cheer. When fear comes, be of good cheer. When anxiety comes, be of good cheer. He overcame the world. I love him right now. I love what I feel in his presence right now. Growing up, we had a dear old saint of God. I think I got time to share this. A dear old saint of God that would stand prayer request. She'd stand a testimony. And sometimes she'd stand just when she wanted to. And you better call on her. When she'd get ready to sit down from whatever she was doing, Sister Whitford would say, Saints of God, you better have some prayers prayed ahead. She said, when you don't have a need, pray anyhow. Because God's going to bottle up them prayers. He's going to save them to the moment that you don't have time to pray. And I'll never forget, it was a weekend of tragedy for our church. Amen. Death angel come into our church. And we had three uh, uh, elders in the church within a 24-hour period that passed away. While we was at the hospital, this before cell phones and modern technology, and while we was at the hospital, uh, we, we was standing at Regional Hospital in South Terre Haute, and my dad heard his name paged over the intercom. He had just left the bedside of a saint of God that had passed on. He hears his name paged. He goes up front to take a call. It's the hospital on the north side of town saying, you need to get here and get here fast. Sister uh, Whitford, they called her by her name, said she has is, she is fell and broke her neck. And it, it does not look good. So now we're looking at our fourth death. Amen. They said, but you need to get here. She's asking for you. And she's talking crazy. Said she's talking out of her head. Amen. When dad rushed there, we got to that hospital. They was opening doors for us. And we got up there and dad got into that room. When he walked into her room, he brushed the shoulder of a little Jewish doctor, Dr. Geller. He was our family practitioner. He also happened to be Sister Whitford's doctor. Amen. And he was standing in the doorway watching as things did not look good for Sister Whitford. Amen. Oh, God, I feel the Holy Ghost. And when that dad walked into that room, it was a very weird-shaped room. It had just enough room for a bed, and then it came to a very sharp point. It was kind of a pie-shaped room, very distinguishable. It looked like maybe it had been maybe once just a closet, and they had, had made it into a, a single patient room. And he got into that room, and when he walked into that room, he said, Sister Whitford, this is Pastor. And she reached up. A woman dying with a broken neck has reached up and grabbed him and pulled 
him down to her. And for nine minutes, Bishop, she prayed, Devil, you cannot have my man of God. Take your hands off of my pastor. God is not through with him yet. You cannot have him. I command you in the name of Jesus to take your attack off of him. Oh, hatalaboshataya. Can I tell you that God came into that room when he when she was done praying for her pastor? When he raised up to pray for her, she took her last breath and went from earth to glory. Oh, hallelujah. My father turned around and that Jewish doctor said, I told them as long as she was talking in that heavenly language that everything was going to be all right. Ah, he said, I wouldn't have missed this for anything in the world, preacher. Can I tell you, my dad got to take that Jewish doctor down in the waters of baptism in the name of Jesus. Eight years later, my dad suffered a heart attack while changing the alternator on my brother's car. He suffered a heart attack, didn't know what it was. He thought maybe he just had a virus. And he tried to tell, we said, Dad, you ain't had no virus. It's, it's not good. And he said, Well, I'm not going to the hospital because I got a funeral to preach tomorrow. We said, well, you got 10 other preachers in the church. Somebody else can take care of that funeral. He said, no, I didn't tell them one of the other preachers would be there. I told them I would be there. And so if I don't feel any better after that funeral, I'll go to the hospital. I said, okay, stubborn. So through the night, through the night and into the next day, he had three more heart attacks. By the time he got to the hospital, 86% of his heart was completely damaged to never work again. He, the doctor said, for the remainder of your life, which will be short... That, that heart is going to be like a sponge. It's, it just won't work. It's not pumping. It's not receiving or sending blood. After quadruple bypass surgery, not knowing if he was going to make it or not, in the middle of the surgery, the code team was called in. We didn't know if dad was going to live or die. 46 years old, did not know what was going to happen in my father's life. Oh, On Friday, they had the surgery. Saturday was a rough day. Sunday morning, he seemed somewhat stable. And so we said, you know what? We're tired. We're weary. We need the house of God. We need the family of God. So my mom and us three boys made our way to the house of God. We went to church. And while we was there, God visited that hospital room. We come back that afternoon, and my dad, who was, now see, you got to understand, 25, 30 years ago, they didn't have a heart patient walking the, that night of the surgery. I mean, you use in for, use in intensive care, and you look like death for 10 days, you know. But we come back on that second day after dad's surgery, after being at the house of God, and instead of him being all wired up and feeding tubes and, 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 and salve in his eyes and being sedated, we walked into a room where my father was sitting up in the bed, was all cleaned off. All them tubes was out of him. I said, what in the world? He said, I had a visitation from the Lord. He said, I was laying here in a sedated place. 
And I heard the voice of the Lord say, you've been here before and you were not alone then and you're not alone now. He said, I, t- I start arguing with God. I've never been in the hospital before. I don't even like to go to the doctor. I don't even like to take an aspirin. I don't, I don't, I, I've never been here before. And God said, I said, you've been here before and you were not alone then and you were not alone now. My father woke up out of that sedated place, that medical sedation, woke up out of it, began to wipe that salve out of his eyes and when he opened his eyes he was laying in that very same pie shaped room that eight years prior that child of God said take your hands off of my man of God I've come to tell somebody I don't care what the middle looks like God is on your side I don't care what the trial looks like God is in your middle lift your hands and praise him right now Oh, do a miracle in this room today, Father. Do a miracle in this room today, Jesus. I prophesy to somebody before we get ready to transition. I prophesy to somebody in this room, you've been here before and you were not alone then and you're not alone now. God is with you. It may seem silent. It may seem like your prayers are not reaching the ceiling of the room, but God is on your side today. Oh, Heavenly Father, Heavenly Father, Jesus, 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 what a mighty God we serve. Angels bow before Him, heaven and earth adore Him. What a mighty God we serve. Oh, would you love Him one more time before we close this portion out? Jesus God, you're going you're gonna to complete your work today.